To our cherished listener on the Nascom Women's Radio Show, a beautiful and bright morning to you. You have made the best decision by tuning in to your favorite Nascom Women's Radio Show this Saturday morning. The only radio show specifically designed to make you live life to the fullest. Now, do you know where your children are this very moment? The desire to be rich and famous is one of the enduring desires of man. Most people seek various ways to realize these desires with varying degrees of success. According to Abraham Maslow, the famous psychologist, these twin desires are in the higher domains of the human being's hierarchy of needs. It suggests, therefore, that for a person to realize his or her higher needs and aspirations, the lower needs must or need to be taken care of. Interestingly, there's a curious dynamic between being rich and being famous in that most rich or wealthy people can be said to be famous. However, the reverse cannot be said to be true because many famous people cannot be validly said to be rich or wealthy. A deeper analysis of our society shows that there are more poor people, that is people who are not able to sufficiently meet their physiological needs than there are those who are sick and or in hospital. Incidentally, while one cannot effectively state the number of hospitals in a city like Joss due to their numbers, the same cannot be said about an equivalent number of institutions dedicated to the treatment of poverty which affects more people than those in hospitals. This dynamic is similar to the one between riches and fame. As any good medical doctor will tell you, one's state of wealth can be a significant indicator of one's state of health. Having observed given serious thoughts and consideration to, to this matter. We have invited to the show this Saturday a wealth creation expert who will enlighten you on practicable ways of sustainably creating wealth. His name is Nanzing Baku, the Chief Executive Officer of NVKWMS. Mr. Baku is an accomplished human resource and management expert, as well as a dedicated wealth creation mentor and advocate. I am Hudun Yang. We'll be back after this timeout. Flavor you may need. Yeah, it's so crunchy and so creamy. Yeah, it's open, fresh, and tasty for the young and everybody. Take a bite and get the feeling that you get what you need. For everybody, take it everywhere you go. Grab the taste of quality. Everybody say, Let's go. Get away with Nasco biscuits today. Nasco cream biscuits. Nasco shortcake biscuits. Nasco cream crackers. Nasco biscuits. Cream of biscuits. Mr. Nanzing Baku, it's wonderful to have you again on the Nasco Moment Show. Yeah, Hudung, it's good to be here. Uh, nice to see you again. So tell us what your firm is all about. All right. So NBKWMS is our flagship. And a little bit of correction, actually. Uh, NBKWMS is a service mark of the Afronexus company, which is a company that I am CEO and chief executive of. So the link between uh, NBKWMS and Afronexus is that of service mark and service mark owner. Having said that, <clears throat> NBKWMS, of course, as the name implies, is a mentorship organization. So what do we do? We have elevated our conversation from the mundane to the higher up realms. Uh, what do I mean? Uh, in our society, we're used to talking about poverty and poverty alleviation. 
that is the domain at which these conversations have taken place over the years. But uh, myself, having been um, working on this issue and trying to help people get out of poverty in excess of 20 years now, I've come to the realization that to remain in that domain and hope that this problem would be solved would be probably future in lifetime. And so in the past two to three years, I have taken time, enormous time, to read, to research, to think, uh, and to try out ideas regarding how best to attack this issue. So in my organization, for instance, we have stopped talking about poverty alleviation. We have even stopped talking about poverty eradication, which is even where I think our governments should be talking about. But nobody is even talking about poverty eradication um, at the moment. We're all stuck in the alleviation phase. Now, that, those words irritate me uh, negatively. So NBKWMS has a three-step um, elevated approach to talking about this, and which is why we talk not only about, not only, uh, about poverty um, eradication, we talk about wealth, on the other hand. So if you start from where we are as a society where we talk about poverty alleviation, we have elevated the conversation to poverty, not eradication. We are talking about wealth. And not only are we talking about wealth, we're talking about sustainable wealth creation. So this is the focus of the NBKWMS, and it's a mentoring service, uh, basically. And what, we, what it is that we want to create, beginning with the, uh, with the plateau, is that we want to create an ecosystem for success in wealth. So if it is wealth, talk to us. If it is poverty, talk to other people. How would you say you're different from other firms that propagate wealth creation? Yeah, because we just told you, we have a three-step uh, elevated uh, discussion on this already. So most organizations that I'm aware are actually trying to cure the symptoms of poverty. So for us, that is not our. We rather leave them to, to worry about those domains. But for us, we want to prepare the individual to go and fly above the domain of poverty eradication or alleviation to the domain of, of wealth. So how do you sustainably create and maintain and, in fact, even transmit because that's when you get into the debate uh, quite in detail, you realize that one of the problems of our society, for the very few, for the infinitesimally small number who have attained some measure of wealth, some measure I qualify it, um, the problem even becomes that of how to transmit this wealth to the next generation. So we are concerned with that top level where we're talking about wealth, sustainable wealth, and sustainable transmission of wealth and the wealth culture. Now, what would you say is responsible for the spate of financial illiteracy in our society? Well, some people might say that it is poverty, but my, my approach to it is to look at it <clears throat> from the individual point of view. Now, generally, our society is considered underdeveloped. If you look at Nigeria within the context of the world, Nigeria, of course, is generally termed an underdeveloped country. So by that uh, insignia, it means that a lot of things about us, either our educational system, health system, other systems, are relatively underdeveloped compared to the world. And that is what the NBK um, WMS system tries to do, because we want to borrow from the best in the world. Why are other developed countries, why are other countries, in fact, not, not even developed, take for instance other developing countries which started uh, on the development journey with us, Nigeria. Why are they relatively successful than Nigeria? And the, the reason is that there is a culture of wealth mentorship. And why is it absent in the case of Nigeria? 
Truth be told, the, 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 the probable explanation, and there could be several, but the probable explanation is that most of the people in our society who think that they are wealthy are in actual fact not wealthy. And then on the top of that, you find those who, who can, uh, by some assumed sense, say that they're wealthy. Most of them have actually not gotten into this wealth genuinely. So some of them have either stolen from government or in some illicit ways gotten money. Now, those people cannot teach you how they became wealthy. But you can perhaps see some element that they have money or material things, and you think that they're wealthy. But in reality, they, they are, um, they are high-living high poor people. Okay, So that's what we see. And like I said, we take a detailed, informed, and educated approach to these things. So we've studied it. We've actually uh, underpinned this with research. Uh, so this is what leads us to the conclusion that a wealth culture cannot be created in an environment where self-development, where knowledge is absent. Who can we look to then to help us create wealth, the right people to look to? Well, you have to look at, I mean, each individual has to choose his wealth mentor. So this is why, and in your intro, you talked about the fact that we have more medical clinics. Medical clinics take care of sick people, people who are physically sick. But in our society, we know that we have more people who are financially poor, who are more poor people than even sick people. If you take the number of poor people in Jaws, for instance, they are more in number than the number of people who are actually physically sick and in hospital or needing a doctor. But the reality, when you check, is that there are more doctors attending to sick people. Perhaps because we think that sickness is, can lead to termination of life, whereas poverty doesn't. But if you check, more people are dying out of poverty than out of you know, common diseases. So we need more nowadays. So everybody, <laughs> everybody, yes, in a sense, we need poverty doctors. <laughs> right. And then we have to go about it in a sustainable manner because that's another level of the debate. We have to go about it in, an, in a manner that is sustainable, in a manner that is driven by knowledge and awareness and, and research as well. It is the Nasco Moments radio talk show. The important role of mentoring in wealth creation is what we're considering today. Please join us right after this break. Mama Shakara, eh? this your shabby city shine on. <laughs> and now don't fit. How manage? Ah, my sister. Now, Brightex white detergent, oh. Brightex detergent, not the fade cloth at all at all. And if they wash clothes clean, well, well, it gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You not go chop and soap? No, you know the chop and do. And it's good for washing machine too. Eh? Mama Shakara, me too now Brightex detergent I go to use to wash all my clothes now so that I go to shine, shine and scent, scent and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> Brightex White Detergent, a quality product from NASCO. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Welcome back. This is the NASCO Moment Show. We have been discussing the role of mentoring in wealth creation. Our guest is Mr. Nanzing Baku. Now to the crux of the matter, mentoring, which has been identified to play a key role in wealth creation. Why is mentoring so important? Exactly. Mentoring is so key because it is the absent ingredient in most of what we've been doing on the financial uh, intelligence or in the wealth domain in Nigeria. Like I gave you the example, most people who have some money to flaunt in our society are typically people who have either stolen that money or have come about it by inappropriate means. So those people, as a rule, would not teach anybody because they actually do not. So now we have a saying at NBKWMS, any result you cannot replicate, you borrow the first. 
Okay? So those people are actually consuming the outcome of something that they have stumbled upon. So they cannot teach it to other people sustainably. But if you want success, you have to stay at it. You have to underpin it with some sacrifice on your part. And this is the thing that we find. So why is mentoring important? Mentoring is at the heart of the success of other countries that have gone beyond us in terms of development. I tell you why. <clears throat> because mentoring works like this. It is mentorship that gives you the result while not destroying the process. It gives you the result while qualifying you for the process. Okay? So if I am a mentor to you, or if I am a mentee to someone, that, that mentor that I have ordinarily ought to be somebody who has proven success in the area in which he's mentoring me. So I go to him with a sense of understanding that this guy already accomplished that which I seek to, uh, to, to approach. So he makes my journey from where I started to where I want to end up relatively short. It is the shortest way to travel between one point and another in the journey of life. So that is the key to mentorship. When you come to join our organization, for instance, I'll show you a slide presentation where I show you, I share the story of my friend in India. This guy, he's my friend. His, his name is Mahesh. Mahesh is a young man. I'm older than him by age, but he's, he's doing tremendous work in a big organization in India because he has two mentors. Mahesh has two mentors who are committed and dedicated to his success, professional success. And so little wonder, this young man, has been able to take a company, which is an industrial company, ordinarily a big company by Nigerian standard, into even higher realms. So that is the, 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 that's the power of mentorship. Mentorship multiplies your results. It triples your results in some cases while qualifying you for the process. Okay. Now, unfortunately, Plateau State is continually tagged as a civil service state. How can people create sustainable wealth for themselves? It is the reason why my organization, for instance, is setting up shop on the Plateau. Because being a plateau person myself, I understand why this nomenclature hangs like a cross on our neck. And that's not a good cross to bear. There's a good sense in which service, okay, service as used in the sense of civil service is a good thing. But you have to be able to offer service with a sense of value exchange that enables you to step out of poverty. But in the case of our people, we have this mentality where we believe that the civil service, service in courts now, in inverted commas, is our culture. Yet we have not been able to translate what ordinarily should trickle as a result of service. Because when you offer service, especially if it is good service, some benefits are supposed to accrue to you. So the exchange of value versus service is kind of, in our sense, distorted. So we want, as an organization, to help change that culture on the plateau where people don't see themselves as only people uh, who, are, who can make success in the civil service. And by the way, the civil service relative to the rest of the uh, population of this country or of this state is a shrinking uh, uh, you know, organization. So you look at the number of people who are employed in the civil service versus the rest of us who are outside the civil service. We are more in number and we will continue to grow in number. So if we as Plateau people make our model of development hinged on the civil service, it means that we have a shrinking model of development, right? Certainly. Okay. <laughs> it is the NASCAR Moments radio talk show. I hope you've, you're finding this discussion quite beneficial. Join us again because it's not over yet. Let's go, Cube Sugar. Let's go, Cube Sugar. Let's go, Cube Sugar. Focus, we.
Tabasco cube sugar is pleasantly sweet and can be used in tea, coffee, pap, and a variety of cereals and beverages. Nasco cube sugar can be taken at any time of the day. And what's more, each cube delivers a sweet taste and experience. Really? Nasco cube sugar is fortified with vitamin A and dissolves fast. Nasco cube. Mmm. Nasco cube sugar. sugar. For that sweet taste. Nasco cube. Nasco Cube Sugar, another quality product from Nasco. Welcome back. You are on to your favorite Nasco Moment show. Our guest today is Mr. Nanzing Baku. We have so far discussed what qualities young people should look out for in a wealth mentor. We are now in the last segment of the show. Earlier on, you mentioned that there are a lot of people who think they are wealthy but are actually not. So when can we say one is wealthy? Well, someone has uh, defined wealth as a situation where little effort yields much and has conversely defined poverty as a lot of effort yielding little. So I like that definition for its simplicity. If you look at it, wealthy people are the people who get a lot of things come to them through no sweat. So one of the things I have realized is that there's something me and my friend called sweat money. A lot of us are on the sweat money level. So this group of human beings are the most difficult, like uh, the billionaire in China, um, Ma, called it. They're the most difficult people to deal with. The reason is it is psychological. Much of their money or much of what they possess is a product of sweat. They have sweated to get these things. And it's so hard. It's like it's part of you. It's like squeezing the blood out of you. It's like pinching your skin to peel it off. So these kinds of people find it very difficult to part with resources, particularly when they cannot see the immediate benefit of that. But in wealth, it is actually that ability to remove yourself from that which you materially have produced and get that to function in spite of yourself to the point where it replicates because it is your values, it is, your, it is that sweat that is the origin of it. But when you become, when you are on the journey to becoming wealthy, you need at some point to separate yourself from you, that's the physical you, and that which you have produced. And give that which you have produced, either you have created or produced, you can use uh, some other words, then, and, and give it life of, it, of its own. So it, it, it grows and it becomes supplementary and it supports you. But the opposite for us and for many poor people is that <clears throat> because they have come about this in a sudden painful way, sweat money, as it were, it's difficult to part with. And you know what? The number one reason for poverty in the world is the absence of investment. Now, um, I'd like to take us back to the beginning when we talked a little about fame. A lot of youth do silly things in order to become famous. What do you think is responsible for that? Well, fame is a natural human desire. A lot of humans are, pro, you know, uh, we talked earlier in your intro about the hierarchy of needs. Uh, Maslow identified this phenomenon uh, about a century or so ago. Now, <clears throat> this fact is a human uh, thing. So everybody has it in him to want to go from the lower rungs of existence to the higher. And when you are at that need, that's the need for um, self-expression, all of those things. It's a natural desire. The odd thing about our situation is that people want to short-circuit the process. So if you heard my definition of a mentor, 
A mentor is the person that gives you results while qualifying you for the process. So in other words, it does not remove the process because when process is absent, outcome cannot be guaranteed. Okay, so but the problem with our young people especially is, and I don't want to blame them, much of it is actually as a result of what they have grown up to see. Now, a lot of people respond only to that which they have grown up to see. They have not developed the skills to study for themselves what life is, how it is that this life has become the way it is. So I don't blame them. But it is our duty also as a society, and that is what NBKWM is, the challenge that NBKWM is, is taking on, for us to become a shining light unto them and a guiding light unto them. Because <clears throat> if you eliminate the process, outcome cannot be guaranteed. So they need to realize that when they come into mentorship, they, 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 we can give them some of the results, but they have a qualifying process to go through. So, and that is very key. Poverty in Africa has been uh, linked to bad governance, corruption, and greed among government officials. Do you subscribe to this? There are a number of words that I have deliberately over the years been trying to remove from my lexicon. But the more I try, the more I find that people ask me about them. So I'm going to do an exception for you and try to talk about poverty because you just use a word that I don't normally like. And not, not that, not that I, I want the word taken out because it's the reality of most of our people. But for me as a person, I have gotten onto the journey of life to the point where I'd rather talk about what I'm trying to do to eliminate poverty rather than continue to dwell on the causes of poverty, what it is. Everybody has got a mission in life. So when you realize your mission, you pick it up from there. I have gotten to the point where I know, based on my unique history and what I know now, that the remedy for poverty is actually wealth. Now, how do you sustainably uh, eliminate poverty? It's by sustainably creating wealthy people. So that is what I've taken uh, on a mission to do. So for me, yes, whatever the causes are, we know that our reality today is poverty-driven. So, yes, you can blame government, you can blame whatever it is. And, you know, there's something in which the continual blame on government is actually just like a sleeping pill, lulling Nigerians and Africans into sleep. Because we know that our governments over the years are dysfunctional. And actually, we ourselves are part of that dysfunction. But we keep talking about it, we keep talking about it, and nobody's doing anything about it. Nobody's doing a lot to elevate himself from poverty to wealth. Nobody's doing a lot to, I mean, to change the dynamics in government. But since we are part of the problem as the followership, what should we do then? Well, for me, as an organization, NBKWMS, what I am focusing on doing is to create, because you see, wealth is about the individual becoming. Okay? When you become, you attract. If you have not become, it's difficult, near impossible for you to attract, okay? So at NBKWMS, what we preach to our members, and we have been having a number of members join our organizations already in JAWS, and you're welcome to do so, is that you learn to become. Once you learn to become, then you attract, okay? And in the process of attracting, we're also creating an ecosystem because we also find through research that when you start on this journey to wealth, the very people who should be the ones supporting you are the first line of people who will be discouraging you. Because it's a systemic thing. It's a culture thing. It has become a culture thing. It should not be a culture, but it's almost a subculture now. So you have a situation where as you start 
as you try to change your habits, as you learn to save money, the person who is traditionally used to getting uh, all his needs met by you starts complaining and starts branding you. All those dynamics play out. And those immediate people are those who even weigh you down in the first place. So what are we trying to do? We're trying to teach people how to move out of there and then create an ecosystem that continues to promote these things. And you see, human beings learn through repetitive action. And we also have another saying, whatever you know, you have to become. If what you know, you have not become, then you actually have learned nothing. Okay? So we have to unlearn the things we have learned that have traditionally put us where we are. And then in that process, become something new. And that new thing in our proposition should be the road to wealth. Okay, what more can you add as we go? Well, all there is is to urge, uh, to urge people to take advantage uh, of what we're trying to create. Uh, look out for NBKWMS. We are there to help you come out of whatever uh, financial situations, whatever. And by the way, we have a proprietary system where we take the individual or the organization, as the case may be, through a unique process, determine his place on the financial intelligence continuum. And then from there, we map out the strategy forward. So that process eliminates all the hit and miss approach. You know, sometimes people stumble onto one thing, and by the way, one single thing cannot make you rich. So you have to have a robust mindset, and you have to be in an environment that is fully diversified in order to enable you fully take advantage. So that is what we're creating at NBKWMS. And we urge people to take advantage of this system and for mentoring in particular. It is powerful. If you, if you are doing good without mentoring, consider that you will do triple when you get into the power of mentoring. And mentor others as well. That's right. We're grateful to you, Mr. Nanzingbaku, for uh, coming here to talk about mentoring and uh, wealth creation as well. There's no doubt the listener has been more informed on sustainable wealth creation. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Hudum. And um, let's see you again next time. This is where we end today's episode of the show. Follow the program on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash group. You can also follow the Twitter handle at NASCO Group. Send any feedback on any part of this NASCO Moment show to the email marketing at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. We have a trivia question for you today. What is the full meaning of the acronym ROI? What is the full meaning of the acronym ROI? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777. Write your name and location. Last week's question was, when is the World Teachers' Day celebrated annually? The answer is October 5, and our winners are Samuel Nwaneji from Fatima Junction, Chobe, and Bosse from Datinkoa. Congratulations to you too. Expect our call on how to claim your prize. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO and it was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communications Consultants. Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department. Producer, Harun Audu. Research and Content Development, Tolu Bakari, Ignatius Usa, and Harun Audu. Production Coordinators, Solomon Audu, Tolu Bakari, and Ignatius Usa. I'm Hudun Gang. Be conscious of your health because health is wealth. Join us again. Bye.